powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Are y'all ready to get in the Word of God tonight? Are y'all sure y'all ready to get in the Word of God tonight? Give me just a little bit of extra monitor tonight. Uh, I want you to lift your Bibles high. We're going to get right into the word. Good evening, Harvest. Good evening, Harvest. Uh, it is good to be back with you. Good to be back home. I like traveling, but I like my own bed and my own stuff. And so it's good to be back home. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles. I want to jump right into it tonight. Let's make our confession of faith. Everybody is standing. Let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me. Hallelujah. Remain standing. I want you to go to uh, Proverbs chapter 6. I am going to tonight finish uh, part 3. We've been talking about the law of confession. We've been talking about the law of confession. And we want to also take this opportunity to welcome all of our VIPs. If you're a first-time guest here, I know your Bibles are and stuff in your hand, but would y'all make some noise for them tonight? Oh, y'all can do better than that. Would you make some noise for them tonight? That's what we call our first-time guests at Harvest Week, just to change lives by leading people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global location. So we're excited that you joined us on a Wednesday night. And the awesome thing about technology is that there are probably just as many, if not double or triple, watching us online right now as in the auditorium with us. You ought to thank God for technology tonight. I'm going to need some more monitor, monitor, man. Proverbs chapter 6 and uh, verse number 2. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 2. There we go. Wonderful. Proverbs 6 and 2. Uh, you are snared by the words of your what? Mouth. Which means, watch this. Look at me, Harvest. You don't get what you, what you pray. You get what you say. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 2, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your name. 
Say, I command you to talk right so you can live right. Now, I want you to lay your hands on yourself. Say this, confess, and say your name. Say in the name of Jesus, every negative, corrupt, evil thing you've spoken in Jesus' name, I cancel its power right now. And the harvest that was due me because of those words, I cancel it in Jesus' name. If you believe that, you ought to give God praise tonight. I said, if you believe that, you ought to give God praise tonight. Because even as we've been learning this, we, we, and that's why I'm going to jump right into it tonight. Because even as we've been learning this, how many of you have been recognizing that you've been saying some jacked up, crazy stuff? And even when you know better, uh, sometimes you don't immediately do better. And, and so look at your neighbor, say, touch him, or look at him, and just say, this is going to be good for us tonight. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak now that we might move in what you have ordained. We honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout Hallelujah. You can be seated. I want to jump right into this teaching tonight, uh, Kingdom Principles, the Law of Confession. Uh, we're going to do part number three tonight. Uh, we've looked at several things about uh, our confession. We've talked about how our confession is our weapon. Say, my confession is my weapon. Uh, we've also talked about how everything that began began as words, and the Scripture taught us that we are to be imitators of God. Say, I am an imitator of God. Now, this is Wednesday night, so I'm gonna, we're going to get a little deeper than we normally would uh, on the weekend. Now, the scripture, uh, when it tells us to be imitators of God, everything that God wanted, he didn't work for, he spoke for. I'm saying that again. Everything that God desired to see, it's not that he worked as much as he spoke. In the beginning, God said, let there be, and there was. Say, my speaking determines my reaping. All right, so check this out. Here it is. You are in your life today because of what you were speaking this same time last year. I'm going to say that again. You are in your life today because of what you were speaking this same time last year. I'm going to say it again. You are in your life today what you were speaking this same time last year. In fact, if you check out what you were speaking, you're sitting up here complaining about it, but the truth is you're the one that spoke it. You're you, you the one sat up saying nothing ever works for you. And guess what? This whole year you've been stressing and struggling and messed up and jacked up, but, but that can change for you if you'll change your speaking. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your name. Say change your speaking. Please understand, the devil has not got the power to defeat you. He don't got it like that, which means if you're living in defeat today, that is because your mouth chose that for you. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Y'all remember the movie Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, uh, uh, I think, uh, what, the first one. Uh, and in, in Ghostbusters, the first one, remember how uh, they were on top of the, uh, top of the building and, and they were there and the little lady came out. And she, well, she wasn't really a lady. She was quite a battle axe. But she came out and she, and she said, and she, let's take all the house lights off. Uh, and she said, um, she said uh, 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 pick now your enemy. Remember, she's talking real deep. Yeah, you know, this here. And she was like, pick now your enemy. And, and nobody, uh, nobody said anything, but they thought it. And then she said, but your thinking has chose for you. Now, check this out. The scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart or mind, the Hebrew word there, so is he. Watch this, which means as a man is, so are his thoughts, which means your thoughts only go as far as your mouth allows them to. Got it? So, 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 so by this time next year, if you want to be in a better predicament, is that anybody in here tonight? By this time next year, do you want to have your finances in better shape? By this time next year, do you want to have your family in better shape? All right. So, so then we got to change what we're saying now because we can't wait until next year to decide to speak next year into existence, which means while I'm in 2014, I'm setting up for 2015. But which means my mouth is already ahead of me preparing the way for me. So when I get there, it's going to be prepared. Y'all not saying nothing to me tonight. 
right, all right, all right. So, so, so we've been learning about all this. I'm just doing a little review. We've been learning about this. We talk about how our confession uh, is our weapon. Now, everything that we speak, uh, the scripture says is our confession, but there is a Hebrew word that I gave you, homo legeo, homo the same, legeo word, the same word. Which when the scripture talks about confession, it means that I say what God says, or I say what he said, which means I agree with him. Say, I agree with God. See, I understand your circumstances have told you life's going to be messed up, life's going to be jacked up, nothing ever works for you. Every time you turn around, here's some drama. Uh, but you got to learn how to agree with God. God said, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You're always overcoming, never being overcome. Which means anything that comes your way, rather than looking at it and saying, man, it's bad, you need to say what he said. No, it's good. Why? Because he says he'll take all things and make them work together for the good of them that love him. Anybody love Jesus tonight? Well, then watch this. If you love him, everything that happens... Even the bad is still good, which means I can look at a negative report and say it's all good. You can look at a negative doctor's report and say it's all good. You can have somebody tell you something jacked up and crazy and say it's all good. You can have people walk out on you and say it's all good. Why? Because he makes all things work together for which means I say what he says. So if he says it's good, I'm going to call it good. So even if it looks bad, he called it good, which means sometimes you're going to have to look at your children, parents, and just say they're good. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Uh, not because they may be that currently, but because you got to learn how to call it what he called it. If your finances look jacked up right now, stop talking about, oh, I'm just in such a rough time. Shut your God doggone mouth. Didn't nobody ask you all of that. If God says he'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory, you ought to look at that bank account with all 27 cents in there and say, I got more than enough. My cup work. What's this? Watch this, watch this, watch this. So, so, so we talked about, we talked about uh, in, in, in Mark 11, don't flip there, we talked about that. I'm doing review because we already looked at that in detail about how the scripture says that Jesus answered the fig tree, which means he answered his problem. T touch your neighbor say, answer your problems. Let me talk to all of you who think if you don't deal with stuff, stuff goes away. Because here's the deal. Listen, whatever you, whatever you trying to not deal with this year, please understand it's coming for you next year. And, and whatever you're trying to not deal with today, rest assured, it's got an appointment with you next week. And, and what you ought to do, touch your neighbor and say, deal with it. Yeah. What, what you ought to do is learn, watch this. Jesus, when, a, when the fig tree gave him a problem, Jesus' response to the problem was, I got an answer for you because I don't keep a problem longer than 24 hours. Which means when something shows up, rather than running from the problem, look at the problem and say, I got an answer for you within 24 hours. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? When something negative shows up, stop thinking because you don't deal with it or address it that it's going to be handled. That is the reason why so many people have so much baggage and they can never move in what God has ordained for their life. Because every time God tries to move them into something new, they bring their bags with them. And God says, I want you, not your baggage. I don't need your baggage coming up in this. I need you. Touch your neighbor and say, deal with it. All right, so we looked at that. So Jesus, the fig tree gave Jesus a problem. Jesus responded to the fig tree, which means we do not keep a problem for what? Longer than what? 24 hours. So whatever problems popped up to you today, you need to go on and speak to that so that's handled by tomorrow. God dog, it sure is quiet up in here. So we looked at David. I'm just doing a review. I'm going to get the new stuff in a minute. We looked at David. Remember how David, he was going to fight Goliath. And he said that this day he was going to knock, he was going to utterly destroy Goliath, the Philistine, which means he prophesied his victory. Can, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You sitting up here waiting on, 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 on somebody else to say something concerning your own victory. 
And you need to learn how to go for yourself. Bishop, what do you mean? You need to learn how to look at your own mess and prophesy to your own mess and say, this is turning for me. It ain't always going to be like this. Can I tell you, it's sometimes where I had to, can I just testify for a minute? I feel it here. It's sometimes I had to drive down the street with tears rolling down my face saying, it ain't always going to be like this. It ain't always going to be messed up like this. I, I ain't always going to have to deal with drama like this and mess like that. Sometimes you're going to have to learn how to go for yourself and prophesy your own victory. I, I dare you to look at your neighbor and say prophesy your own victory prophesy speak your own victory into existence speak your own championship into existence speak your own you got to learn how to tell your giant you ain't always gonna be like this sucker and i got good news for you you must not know who you're messing with i'm a gladiator i'm a history maker i'm a world changer i'm a curse breaker and touch your neighbor say trouble mess with the wrong one amen it messed with the wrong one and you got to learn how to look at trouble and say hell no I'm not dealing with you you ain't going to have me depressed you're not going to have me sad you ain't going to have me whatever your issue is I'm David said I'm going to kill Goliath I ain't never killed him before but if I keep on speaking it I'm going to see him if I keep on speaking it I'm going to see it if I keep on speaking it I'm going to see it touch your neighbor and say if you're speaking to see it what's this we talked last week about why confession was so important. We talked about how the Lord uh, rewarded in Jeremiah. Remember the scripture says uh, that the Lord rewards according to the actions and conversations. He said the Lord gives to one. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 through 10. Put it up real quick. We're just doing review. Don't flip there. I just want you to get the review. I'm going to give you the new stuff today and then we're going to move in. But I just need to make sure we're on the same page. Say same page. Same page. Say it. I said same page. Same page. <clears throat> the heart is deceitful. Verse 9. The heart is deceitful. Heart here is the word leb in Hebrew, which means mind. Now, that's important to understand because you probably heard some, you probably even heard some preachers say, you got to get it in your heart. This one, not this one. Yeah, that, that's, that just means they're unlearned. Okay. In the Bible, the heart is your mind. 90% of the time you see that word. If you ever see the word heart and mind together, like we see in these two scriptures, uh, when it uses mind, it means the secret parts of your mind. Because you'll be told it's some stuff where you don't want nobody to know. And it's some stuff you've even convinced yourself God don't know. And that's why you sit up and try to act like it's this when it's really this because you're acting like he don't know the deal. So the heart is deceitful above all things, which means there's a liar bigger than the devil. Is your mind. Your mind will play tricks on you and tell you something is that it is not. Your mind will play tricks on you and say everybody's against you. And the truth be told is what you are is a victim that's used to having everybody... The heart is deceitful, is a liar above what? All things. And it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. Now, see how it uses heart and mind together? So then he deals here. He's saying, I, I test the mind. He says, I go to the deep places. You, you, look at me. Y'all remember when Job, when Job was going through his stuff? And, and I like the book of Job. But remember when Job said, the thing I feared the most. See, here's Jeremiah 17.10 coming into place. The Lord was like, Job. You had them fool, and you even began to fool yourself. But I knew, Job, you were really scared to lose everything. So I needed to show you that you could lose everything, and everything was still going to be all good. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? He, Job revealed this part of him. So he says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the man, the mind, excuse me, even so you see him together. So now we understand the difference between the two. 
even to give to every man according to his what? Ways. Remember, we looked at ways was that Greek word or that Hebrew word, Derek, literally uh, Derek, which means his actions and his conversations. It means God says, I've been, you've been experiencing life based on your actions and your conversations. Say, my life is what it is because of my actions and my conversations. Now, here's why I need you to get that. Because the moment you stop blaming everybody else, and the moment you stop blaming mama them and daddy them and Aunt June them and this and that and all that, and the moment you stop blaming the devil, see, I figured something out. I figured out why everybody can't handle kingdom teaching because kingdom teaching means I can't keep blaming the devil for why everything is going on in my life. I got to take responsibility for it. And Jesus preached the kingdom. Jesus did not preach, oh, woe is you, the devil. No, Jesus preached, take some responsibility for your own life. If you don't like it, get your behind up off your blessed assurance and change it. So watch. So, so watch. Watch. God says, you, you're experiencing life because of your actions and conversations, which means if I want a better life, I have to have better actions. I got to have better what? And what? I done busted my vest. All right, watch this. All right, All right here it is. Now, we looked at this last week about how confession works. And we looked at how uh, Matthew 12, 36, don't flip there, they'll just put it on the screens for you, about the scripture says how uh, we would give an account for every idle word, oh no, I didn't, for every idle word that we speak, <laughs> uh, we'll give an account for it in the day of judgment. Remember we looked at the day of judgment was the Greek word crisis with a K, which means the day of accusation. And remember I explained to you that what happens is, is everything you speak, the enemy records, and then he takes it to God to accuse you before God, which is why, have you ever been thinking something and, 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 and you're like, I know this is stupid to think, and then you felt this push to say it? Even though you're like, I shouldn't say that because I know it's not even right in thought, so it can't be right in word. Because Satan says, I can't accuse you with a thought. I need you to say it so then I can take it to him. And so when you feel that press to say something, sometimes the best thing you need to do is shut your mouth. You know why you need to shut your mouth? Because what Satan wants to do is take it and say, God, so-and-so confess A, B, C, D, E. And because of that, your word, God says, they got to have what they said they have. They said they're broke. Don't you dare let them get a breakthrough. They said they're sick. Don't you dare let them get well. They said they're lonely. Make them feel lonely as all get out they... touch the neighbor say I'm handling business uh, I have responses standard responses when people when people when do out today I'm always on the phone I'm on the phone all the time I'm handling business all the time alright got it now watch this um, I had this response and I change it every year typically and last year uh, and actually for several years since I began to change it people say oh what you doing what's going on My, I don't care what I was doing I could be eating I could be driving, I'd be working, whatever. You know what my response was? Serving the Lord with gladness. So then somebody said, Bishop, how you keep on going? Because I spoke my goal into existence. What am I doing? Serving the Lord with gladness. So then uh, around the last year or so, uh, I told you this, when people call me, my, my thing is, is they said, Bishop, what you doing? Just handling business. Now, it could be, watch this, it, it could be, I could be traveling or something, it could be one o'clock in the morning, just make sure everything, what you doing? Handling business. At one o'clock, sure, I'm handling business. Y'all missing what I'm saying? So, 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 what do I spend my days doing? Handling business. Yeah, y'all don't get the, y'all don't get what I'm saying. 
when, when, when there's some stuff that, because remember we talked about idle words, the words we speak that we don't pay any attention to, got it? It's just on default, the stuff we say. Let me give you some examples of this. Uh, somebody do something, you'd be like, you crazy. Here's the problem. You're going to speak. All right, all right, all right. Say, say idle words. So it's the stuff we speak that we don't really even pay no attention to. That the scripture says we would give an account for that in the day of judgment. Because what happens is it becomes second nature. Which means when you're talking about changing your confession, you have to alter your default. Say, I must alter my default. All right, because if I don't alter my default, I'm going to get what it is I've been saying. So if you keep saying, a couple weeks ago, I, <laughs> I, um, let me clean this up. Um, sometimes people ain't loyal. And sometimes these different individuals that you confront. No, see, y'all be trying to push me, but I know it's a setup. <laughs> y'all trying to, I know exactly what you're trying to. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So here's the deal. But, but the Holy Ghost, he said, he said, son, stop saying that. I said, well, Lord, I'm just, he said, I don't need you to just say nothing. He said, because what you need to understand is, is when you release that, you give disloyalty a right to exist. So you know what you need to be saying, especially those of you that have been betrayed and hurt by some folk. You know what you need to say? Thank God that I have nothing but loyal, faithful, dedicated people around me. Even if Judas comes with the knife, not to your back, to your face, just say, thank God I got wonderful, loyal, faithful people around me. Why? Because I'm speaking it and I'm going to see what I've been speaking. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, so now last week we, we ended here. We talked about how I confess and we talked about how it alters futures. Remember how we looked at how God changed the name of Abraham and Sarah? Remember that? Y'all remember that? All right, then, then, then we also talked about last week about how the world, actually go to Psalm 107.20. Psalm 107.20. You're going to look at a few scriptures and uh, it's going to be good for us. All right. Now some of you may think, well, Bishop, I just believe whatever the Lord wants to happen is what's going to happen. You can't read. And we're going to get you some, no, I'm saying, no, you can't. And we're going to get you some courses because we want you to be able to read. Okay. Nowhere in this book does it say what God wants to happen is going to happen. Nowhere. Nowhere in this book does it say that. Consider this. Even God had to pray for his own will to be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, who is Jesus? The anthropos, the God man. So much. God, you can't believe he's man so much. Man, you can't believe he's God. So even God had to pray for his own will to be done. What does that tell us? You don't have to pray for what you already have. So, but you're not hearing me. So he had to pray for it because it wasn't being done. This is a book that demonstrates that often his will is not done. So for those of you sitting there saying, well, just I believe what is supposed to happen is going to happen. That's not Bible. And that's why people live carelessly. And that's why people think I don't have to make good decisions. And that's why people think I heard what Bishop said in relationship revolution, but that ain't for me. Well, okay, good. Well, then tell Ike and all the rest of them that because you're going to have exactly what you're setting yourself up for because you don't know what the Lord wants to happen is just going to happen. That's not true. If the Lord wanted to take me, he would have took you. No. Well, actually, in that instance, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the one there's a few exceptions okay look, look at your neighbor look at your neighbor say this is about, this is about your, actions your actions 
in your conversations. Consider this. Uh, let's just use Harvest for example. All right. Eight years ago, from scratch, parachute plant, nothing. No benefactor. I obeyed God. I didn't have to obey God. Now, I'm sure he would have punished me severely. <laughs> so I didn't want that. I'm the type, let's have a meeting about it. Any of y'all like that? I'm like, let's, can we just talk about it? Just, just, I'd much rather have a conversation rather than have to have rebuke and judgment and all this here. Let's just have a cut. Can we meet? Let's go for lunch. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Let's talk. <laughs> now, now, here's my point. Now, here's my point here, in all seriousness. So I, I could have not obeyed God. I could have went and done something else. Got it? I just could have went and done something else. Yeah, it's quiet in here. Okay? Read your Bible. J- Jonah didn't do what he was told to do. Okay, so, so, okay, so, 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 so then I obeyed. Because I obeyed, then I received the harvest then predicated upon my actions and my conversations. You're not hearing what I'm saying. All right, all right, take this out. So on your job, you, you didn't have to go today. You didn't have to go. Now, you would have got disciplinary action taken against you, which you should have. But you didn't have to go. You chose to go. Can I teach you something about people? Two things are true about people, and there's only two things that are true about people. The first thing is people do what they want. Here's the second thing true about people. It's very similar to the first one. People do what they want. Now, Bishop, why is that important? Because if you want a better life, anybody in here wants some better stuff going on in your life? If you want better, then it's not just going to happen. It's going to require me to uh, improve my actions and my conversations you want to think better and you've been thinking jacked up all your life you ain't just gonna wake up thinking better that's why the scripture says let this mind that was in christ be in you also which means every day you got to lay your hands on yourself and say get your mind right i declare i have the mind of christ why because i just learned it a lot to me this is make sense so we looked at how, how it alters futures. It alters futures. Uh, now go to Psalm 107.20. So we're talking about what our confession does. So we already looked at how it alters futures. You want a different future, change what you're saying. Okay? Because, again, what we think is, well, whatever the Lord wants to happen is going to happen. That's not Bible. That's nowhere in here. Nowhere in here. In fact, God gets to the point. We're going to look at one, uh, a few particular scriptures. But God gets to the point to where in Isaiah, God's, God gets real bold. And he tells him, he tells him, he says, he says, listen, concerning the work of my hands, you command me. Now, why would a God who's just going to do what he want to do anyhow ask you for input? Could it be that you have to participate in God's plan for your life? Could it be you have to be willing and obedient to eat the good of the land? Could it be God says, I, listen, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the stuff you never imagined you could have. I'll give you a quality of life you never imagined you could have. But you're going to have to participate with me. Concern. Touch your neighbor and say, participate with it. Participate. He ain't going to force you to be blessed if you want to be cursed. He ain't going to force your life to be good if you want to be jacked up. You hear what I'm saying? You ever tried to help somebody? I mean, like you really put in work to help them. I mean, you really were. I mean, you, 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 you really worked to help them. To only put six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 78, 72 months, whatever, 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 in it to discover they just don't want better. They don't want better. 
So all of what I've been doing while it was being given to them, they just don't want better. You ain't never dealt, if you ain't never dealt with nobody like that, then you the person that we dealt with that's like that. So now you know which one you are. But like, I've never had that experience because you're the one. Okay, are y'all serious with me? You, you ever tried to help a friend? I mean, you were there, you were helping them. They were like, I'm just so just sad and discouraged. And you send them tapes and you send them messages and you send them CDs. And you're like, get encouraged, get encouraged, get encouraged. Then you get on the phone, well, I don't know. Well, what you don't know? sent you a tape say be encouraged now get encouraged y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me that's fine I can't unbutton my vest but if I had a jacket on I'd, this is right here alright so here's the, here's the point here's the point I'm trying to get us to understand here's the point I'm trying to get us to understand if you ever tried to help somebody to get better and they really didn't want to be better then at the end of all your investment you look back and be like I just wasted all this time I wasted all this anybody ever been there and you feel that way, but here's the reality. But here's the reality. Did you ever ask them if they wanted better? Did you assume that, that they did? Because you do. You assumed everybody else was like you. But there's some people like that man next to the pool who's been by the pool for 38 years, and the truth is they want to be by the pool. They don't want to be better. They want to stay by the pool and complain. And you sitting here saying, I'll take you over to the water. And they like, well, you know, it's okay over here. And you sitting here fasting for them. You sitting there praying for them. You sitting here, got everybody, oh, just sitting, got your prayer list and prayer text messages going around all this here. And you got all that going. And the truth is, they want to sit next to the pool. Some of y'all don't know the story I'm talking about. Go to, that, go, to that, go to that story for me real quick. The, the man who was sitting next to the pool. The Jesus, the man was sitting next to the pool for, uh, for 38 years. And the man said, I have no man to put me uh, uh, into the pool. And he says, every time that an angel comes, uh, comes to stir up the waters, every time an angel, you know what, I don't have time. Actually, stay on Psalm 107. Don't go there because we'll, uh, we'll stay there. Stay on Psalm 107. Every time an angel would come to stir the waters, you know what he said? Another man jumped in front of me. Do you know what he said all of that in response to? Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Touch your neighbor and say, listen. Touch the other and say, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda, honey. Listen, honey. Hold up. Get the foot. Get the foot. Get the foot. Hold on, camera two. Get the foot. Listen, honey. Listen. Honey. YouTube it. So watch this. So watch this. Watch this. Y'all here? All right, watch this. Jesus said, do you want to be healed? That's a yes or no question. Question is a southern colloquialism meaning question. In Espanol, pregunta. Now, <laughs> now watch this. He responds to Jesus, God. Now, just because some of y'all get mad when folk act crazy with you, but you need to act, see how this man dealt with God. To God, this man responds and says, well, every time I try to do something, people just be in my way. Watch this. Every time I want to go to KLU. Oh, see. I want to serve faithfully. Every time I try to get to the pool, after the angel stirs the pool, something's in my way. The devil is busy, Bishop. No, you're lazy. 
If he got in your way, can I make a suggestion to you? If you really wanted to be healed, bust that man up out the way and say, I ain't going to live like this. Y'all ain't saying nothing to him. Another year, I'll ask for forgiveness after I pick you up off the floor. But right now, I'm going to... Jesus said the kingdom suffers violence and violent men and women take it by force. And if the angels only come in on Sunday, <coughs> if it's going to be you or me, partner, I got a message for you. It's going to be me because I'm not spending another year of my life. Now, maybe he didn't want to push the man. Trip him. No, let me prove it to you. Cause let me let me okay y'all ready for this? Cause somebody said Bishop, that's just so violent. See, the spirit of this region is lazy. So 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 see, I didn't say nothing. The spirit of this region that we have to we no we don't have to we have busted through and conquered. See, is this lethargy? So what happens is you may think Bishop, that's so violent. Okay, well then check this out. Check this out. Let me tell you why your logic is flawed. See, people play the protocol card when they want to play the protocol card. People want to be in order when they want to be in order. And when they don't want to be in order, they forget all the protocol. Y'all ever seen folks like that? Like they playing protocol tough when they want to. But when they don't want to, they forgot all the protocol, every note, every training, every this. Every. When somebody, when you got your eye on a parking spot and you flip on your flicker, your, your, your uh, blinker, to indicate this spot right here is mine and somebody comes up in front of you when I, I, I was traveling this weekend and, uh, and and so we were uh, I was getting my daily my daily health beverage and uh, and while we were getting my daily health beverage uh, I, I was uh, I was I was I was uh, in, the, in the car and all this and so I was like oh great I was like any old more no parking spots but it was around lunchtime I was like, no parking spot. So, uh, uh, so you know, I drove around a little bit, drove around a little bit, and then I found this spot right in the front, and I was the clear next person for the spot. Now the spot was directly ahead of me. Somebody was over here, back way back there, and wasn't nobody over here. Now I clearly got a little bit out there to indicate when she gone, that's my spot. Don't look at me with that judgmental tone of face. I didn't want to park all the way in the back. Listen, we ain't going to be here for three, two, three minutes. So, this person psh, comes out of nowhere. And, and looks and turns and laughs at me. No, look, no, look, let me tell you what they did. And if you're watching, you need to go to Jesus. No, literally. Because they didn't have no tents, so I saw them. <laughs> Literally, I'm, I'm edged up. I'm edged up, right? I'm, I'm right there. Like, <laughs> I, I was basically revving, like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> So they sitting over here. Actually, excuse me, they weren't sitting. They were way, way back here. And when that person pulled out, came right in. And then she turned and looked at me. <laughs> now I had two options. And since I'm a good Christian man, I said, she can have a spot. But it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been so bad had she turned and laughed at me. 
Now, maybe she was on the phone and she happened to be laughing at that time in the Bluetooth. So I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm, just, you know, maybe that's what she was doing. But she's straight. Hold on, let me look at y'all because she, she looked to the left because I was to the left. But let me look at you. So let me reorient. So she looked, ha, 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 ha. Look, girl. <laughs> look, girl. <laughs> You can have a spot. You can have a spot. Here's the point. Bishop, why did you say all of that? Because, because a lot of times people like to, people like to get, get, get aggressive about what they want to be aggressive about. Got it? And so when you're the designated next Parker, don't you tell me when somebody step, drives in front of you that a little bit of something on the inside of you doesn't rise. Is there one witness? <laughs> Can I get two? <laughs> Is there one? <laughs> Here's my point. This man had been sitting for 38 years, and God says to him, what do you want me to do for you? Well, people just keep getting in my way. John 5, 6. Just go ahead and flip it. Here it is. When Jesus saw him lying there, you read it, and knew he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be better? Do you want to leave average and become excellent? So you know the kind of people where, that make harvest their home are people that want to be excellent. People that and want to upgrade their lives. See, th that's why you got some folks like, I don't know, I don't know. You know why? Because they're whack and they want to stay whack. And, and, and so only above average folk can get with some teaching that's going to challenge them to become above average. So don't. So look at verse 7. The sick man answered. You read it. Sir. So watch, he plays protocol. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm coming, somebody else just gets in front of me. Verse 8. Watch, notice how Jesus doesn't even respond to his foolishness. Now he said, Bishop, why didn't he respond to his foolishness? Because Jesus needed to make an example for those that were with him. It wasn't so much about this man as, it much, as much as it was about those that were around Jesus while Jesus was having the conversation. Notice how Jesus doesn't address his foolishness. Jesus just says, ain't nobody asked you all that. Get up. Touch your neighbor and say, ain't nobody asked you all that. Y'all going to be a good southern speaking church for I'm done. Jesus said to him, get up. Take up your bed. And walk. Now, here's what you need to understand. If his bed was there, that meant he decided that was it. He planned on being messed up permanently. You don't bring a bed for a temporary trip. You're not hearing what I'm saying. T -t Touch your neighbor. Say, I declare that by this time next year, I'm going to see the glory of God manifested in my life in ways I couldn't even imagine. You know his glory means his goodness, which means you're getting ready to announce to your life that God's getting ready to do great and exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Somebody say, if I speak it, I'll see it. I'll see it. All right, Psalm 107.20. Get rid of your bed. I guess this is just how it's going to be. Shut up. That's Wednesday, so I'm talking kind of strong to you. So don't get offended. You don't just go somewhere down there. 
Remove your bed if I just I'm just gonna have to deal with this all my life. Touch your neighbor say, get rid of that bed. All right, Psalm 107.20. We're talking about confession, right? All right, Psalm 107.20. He sent his word and did what? Healed them and delivered them from their what? Destructions. Now, here, leave that scripture for just a moment, if you would, please. Gracias. Southern Spanish. Literally, this scripture is referring to the incarnation of the word of God and God's words in a body called Jesus the Christ. That's one level. Another level is this. God doesn't need to be physically present to do anything. And remember, we looked at that last week. He can send a word and the word will do it. But watch this. He sent his word and he did what? Healed them. Check this out. You're, you're, if you got healing, if you need healing in any area of your body, not just physically, emotionally. Anybody need some emotional healing? Be honest. Thank you. Amen. sooner you admit that, the sooner you can get that. Whatever you continue to conceal, uh, God doesn't have the ability to heal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what that woman with the issue of blood, she had to admit that she had an issue. Bishop, how did she do that? Because she got on her hands and knees being declared unclean, and she was dressed as an unclean woman, and she didn't mind that everybody else saw that she was unclean. And as she's beginning to journey and walk through, she's like, I don't care that you know. I need to get to him so he can heal me. All right, all right, all right. So, so what's means means this? The healing you need, wherever area you need healing in your life. Some of you, your trust is broken. You need your trust healed. Because it, it ain't just, just you don't trust certain people. You don't trust nobody. I remember, I, let me talk about me. I remember a few, years, a few years ago, a few years ago, you know, because when you do, you know, what I do, you just deal with different things. You just deal with different things and different situations and all kind of things. You just deal with different things. And so I remember my staff come in and, and say, well, so-and-so, so-and-so. I say, I don't trust nobody. <laughs> well, I didn't end up trusting nobody. <laughs> now, thank God for healing. So, so let me give you an example. So I'm just using me as an example. So I had to change that. Got it? Because my own healing was in my own mouth. Let me talk to somebody on the camera. Your, your, your own healing is in your own mouth. Camera two, your own healing is in your own mouth. You sitting up here saying, well, I just need the Lord. I just need the Lord. And the Lord's answer to you is you declare it. You say it. That's why I feel like preaching right through here. That's why the scripture says, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich, which means it doesn't matter what the facts say. It just matter what my confession is. Let the weak say I am strong. Let those that can't trust say I can't trust. Let those that are broke say I have more than enough. All right, watch this. Watch this. All right, go to John. So, so your own healing is in your own mouth. John chapter 3. Flip there. John chapter 3, verse 34. I'm going to show you what your confession does. and give you a couple more scriptures and we're done. You learning? Yes, You're growing? Yes, All right. So, you said, well, the doctor said, okay, good. But see, let me, let me tell you what the enemy do. Well, the doctor says, I have. And then you'll respond and say, I have. Which means what you just put in the atmosphere was that it has a right to stay. Your I have becomes your I am. And your I am's are your I haves. 
Got it? Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Watch this. John 3.34. You got it? You got it? All right, here we go. For, for, I need y'all to talk to me. You got it? All right, there we go. That's harvest. All that scary cat stuff. For he whom God has sent speaks the what? Words, logos, of God. For God does not give the spirit with, uh, or excuse me, for God does not give uh, the spirit by measure. Now, I, I want to read this for you uh, uh, one more time so you get it. For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God. Say the words of God. Say it again, the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. Look at me, look at me, because that, that can be kind of confusing. Like, what, what is he saying? When I, homo legale, say what he says, what happens is the limitations my mind have placed on God's abilities, that measure you've put called a box, when I begin to speak the words of God, what God says, all of a sudden God takes away the box so now I have access to the supernatural without measure. I'm going to give it to you again so you can get it. Rewind. Watch it. So watch this. Watch this. Say measure. All right. So, so, so the way, watch this. Please understand. You can only go as far as you believe you can. And what you speak is indicative of what you often believe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, watch this. The scripture says, and I, when I speak the word of God, God does not give the spirit by measure, which means my mouth, my words, my confession, my decree, give me the ability to access God without limitation. Which means, watch this, the revelation and illumination of God you've experienced in your life so far has been predicated upon the box your mouth has put him in. Which means if he can do the impossible, why is it your mouth only talks possible? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. If he can do what eye hasn't seen, why is it the only thing your mouth says is what you can see? All right. Did you get that? All right. So, so what happens is, is my mouth then accesses God without measure. Let me give you another word for measure. Limitation. Could you imagine? We've seen that song, No Limits, No Boundaries. That's wonderful. Here's the deal, though. Most time, for most folks, it's a song. But touch your neighbor say, not for us. Because our words give us the ability to access God without limit, without measure. So that means if you got some limitations in your life, before you look at God, check your mouth. Here it is. I like this version. Great job. John 3.34. Watch it. For God sent him and he speaks God's words since he gives the spirit without measure. You're not getting it. Without limitation. Okay. Y'all want to dive Wednesday night? Now some of y'all, if you're new to Harvest, you're like, what is he talking about diving? You can't swim. It's too cold. Okay. I ain't talking about that. When I say dive, I'm talking about you want to go into something deep. Because what I'm giving you is just foundation stuff. This is, this is, I really look forward to the day I can preach in my own church. <laughs> I've just been laying foundation for eight years, eight years. One day, real soon, in Jesus' name, I'm going to preach. Watch this. Watch this. For God sent him, and he speaks God's word, since he gives the spirit without what? Measure. He gives the spirit without measure. Question. 
healed people in, when Jesus walked the earth. Jesus as God or Jesus as man. Because maybe you think, well, of course the impossible can happen because he's God. But he was walking in two dimensions simultaneously. Y'all said you wanted to die, but now don't, st don't start because <laughs> the water getting in. This is what are you trying to say? I want to submit to you, Jesus, the man. Bishop, why do you say that? Because God doesn't have to fast. But when Jesus began, the scripture says Satan took him up on a high mountain. God can't be tempted. Which means it was Jesus, the man that fasted. Jesus, the man that was tempted. Which means it was Jesus, the man that healed people. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Which means that's why Jesus said the same works I do, you should do greater. Because it wasn't divinity that did it. It was my humanity that did it. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Which means you ought to walk in the hospital and people get up out of bed. He did that in his humanity. God doesn't have to fast. Divinity, watch this, doesn't have to pray. He's talking to himself. Jesus, the man did that. The anthropo part did that. Okay, y'all didn't, okay. All right, let's move on. Okay, here we go. Uh, go, go to, uh, we looked at uh, Matthew 8, 5, where Jesus could change things. Our words can change things from a distance. Remember that last week with the centurion? Then we looked at how Jesus rebuked or chastised the wind. And that's where we ended last week, about chastising the wind, which means I told you there were some storms you needed to chastise. If your money's funny, you need to chastise it. Well, this is what they said I have. Well, that's, well, since you seem to agree with it, keep on saying that. It's quiet in here. Say, I'm rich. I'm rich. Now, let me be clear. I'm not talking about rich for purposes of being materialistic. What good is your money if you're crazy? You're going to be driving nice cars by yourself. Living in a nice house by yourself. Because the only company crazy gets is crazy. And even crazy won't strive with crazy forever. All right. Say, I'm the biggest giver, I'm the biggest giver. In, harvest. in Harvest. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Y'all all right? Yeah. <clears throat> we just got a few more things to look at, and then uh, we, uh, we're going to uh, exit O. How do you say leave in Spanish? Somebody, leave, go. Vamos. Vamos, go. Uh, that'll work. Oh, that's not right? Okay. Well, well yes. <laughs> Give it to me again, sir. What year? Yes. <laughs> yes, y'all got it? Amen. Everybody got it? Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
I'm gonna get it. You gotta give me a lesson, right? Give me a so I go back to my teacher and be like, look at all these words I know. I say, good job, Obispo, Obispo. Mark 11, uh, I want you to get to verse uh, number 20. Got it? Now, we looked at this story about the fig tree, right? And we looked at it from Matthew. Uh, this is Mark's account of it, and uh, we're at the end of it. So Mark 11, verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Remember, Jesus spoke to that. Y'all remember that? Verse 21. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, teacher, look. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Cursed there, he spoke against it. 22. Look at me. How many, watch this, how, how, how much of y'all, you, you, you curse yourself? You spoke against you. Touch your neighbor and say, but no more. Some of y'all don't need the devil. You got you. So, so, so watch this, watch this, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Uh, uh, for surely I say to you, surely means what? Out of doubt. Pretty much going to go like this. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, circumstance, situation, problem, issue, dysfunction, confusion, drama, mess be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his cardia in his mind but believes those things he what says watch this he will have whatever he prays no no you missed it he will have whatever he said you said, Lord, I've been praying for this, I've been praying for that. But what you been saying? Let's read it again. Leave that verse there. For surely, pretty much, going to go like this. I say to you, whoever says to this problem, circumstance, situation, roadblock, obstacle, whatever, be removed. In other words, there's some obstacles. You said, I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. That ain't scripture. You in rebellion. Scripture said, speak to it. Don't climb it. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his mind, but believes that those things which he what? Says will be what? done he will have whatever he says not what he prays so my prayer is irrelevant if my say is against what I pray are y'all hearing what I'm saying all right so now now look at this look at this look at this this is powerful now now because because look at me even a even something negative Go back to verse 23, New King James. Here it is. Put it up. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this thing, whatever, be removed and be cast into the sea. So look, he's being very what? Specific. He's saying, get up, get out the way, and go over there. It's some problems that don't leave because you didn't tell it where to go. 
I thought this was Wednesday night. When, when Jesus was casting out the demons from Legion, they, uh, they had to be sent somewhere because Jesus just couldn't release them into the atmosphere. It violates spiritual protocol. So because it violates spiritual protocol, they had to be sent somewhere. So they begged to be sent into the swine, and then they drowned the swine, which tells you that had they stayed in that man, they were getting ready to kill that man. So they had to go somewhere. It's some problems. We just, Lord, let this problem leave. Well, you didn't tell it where to go. For surely I say to you, whoever says this problem, be, or issue, whatever, be removed and cast into the sea and does not down in his mind, cardia, heart, but believes those things which he says will be done. Check it out. Your neighbor, you're spiritual indeed, but your neighbor has been so used to mess and drama and issues that they prepared for mess, not success. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be wise. You, you, you expect the best. You plan for perhaps the not best. But they, they don't even expect it to go well. And so since they don't doubt their negativity, their negativity is what they get. And then they'll say, well, see, I knew it was going to happen. But it happened because you said it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I knew this was going to go like this. You sat up there and confessed it. Y'all still here? All right, watch this. Watch this. I don't climb the mountain. I don't stomp on the mountain. Now, look at verse 24. Now, look. Then he switches the prayer. There he says, therefore, I say, whatever things you ask when you what? Pray. So then he says, first I got to say, then he says, pray. Believe that you receive them and you will what? Have them. Now, can, can I give you something? Y'all want to dive again? Okay, now that was a kiddie pool. Y'all, now, this is a little deeper. This is six foot. Now, for some of y'all, that's no problem. <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> Tippy toes. <laughs> What's this? All right, go to James chapter 5. Y'all sure? I can take this car away one or two ways. James chapter 5. I want you to see something. So, you, you, you see, Jesus said, first, the man's got to do what? Say it. But then he said, then the man's got to do what? pray. Now, now watch this. James chapter 5 and get to verse number 15 and I want you to read it. Uh, James 5 verse 15. 1, 2, ready, read. Next verse. Watch the next verse. Next verse. Okay, look at me. That, that, that's a powerful man, ain't it? But notice what James, who, who is the bishop of Jerusalem, who was really the head of the church. Peter just talked a lot, but James ran the show. James says, Elijah was just like us. He was a human being with doubts like us, with proclivities, nuances like us. But he prayed. Didn't he pray? How did he pray? Earnestly. Verse. Verse. Verse O. There it is. See, I spoke it. 
And he did what? Prayed. How? Earnestly. Somebody shout earnestly. Earnestly. Like you're going to preach at me. Shout out like you're going to preach at me. Earnestly. <laughs> that it would not what? Rain. And it didn't rain. For how long? Three years and six months. But I just am curious, just because I believe in the exegetical analysis of the text, I just want us to take a moment and jaywalk back to the chapter where the scripture is referencing what he actually did. Because I just want to see how he prayed. Because if he prayed and it didn't rain, I'm going to pray like that. I don't know about you, but if he's just like me and he can stop the rain. Y'all not saying nothing. Sunny days, everybody loves them, but... If he could stop the rain, I want to know what he did. Anybody else want to know? If, I want to, if he stopped, listen, you understand? He shut up heaven. Because he prayed how? Now I know what some of y'all are thinking. Ooh, he must have prayed all night. Didn't he do it? He must have prayed all doggone day. That's what it is, Bishop. I'm taking tomorrow off and I'm going to pray the whole day. He must have started shaking when he was praying. He was just shaking and rocking and shaking and shaking and rocking. He just, that's how he did it when he prayed. I know that's what he did, Bishop. Oh, no, Bishop, he had on, what's that thing you bring out every now and then? That thing that you bring out, the tallit. He, he put the tallit on. That's what he did. Let me go get me a tallit because if I pray with my tallit, it's going to get up there quicker. Maybe I need to close my eyes because the signal keeps breaking. So if I close my eyes, the signal will get strong. Anybody else want to know what he did? If he, watch this. Do you understand for him to stop the rain meant he stopped the natural progression of the earth? And in this particular part of the, of the world, it was called Northeast Africa until approximately uh, the, uh, uh, World War II when it began to be called what is now known as the Middle East. But at this, at this time uh, in history, it would have been called North Africa. So how do you just stop the natural flow? This must have been a bad prayer. I mean, whatever words he used must just be, I mean, just ratatata, Mitsubishi. Maybe they had another, you know, Toyota. Maybe you need to put some new makes and models in there. The B, the M, and the W. Put it all up in there. Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. I mean, this had to be a real good prayer, right? He stopped the natural flow of the earth. This must have been a great prayer. Let's see what he prayed. Go to 1 Kings 17. I'm going to show you what he prayed. You ready? I'm going to show you what he prayed. Ooh, because he prayed. Didn't he pray? Y'all don't don't speak to Kings? Didn't he pray? Let's see what he did. Verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord lives before whom I stand, there shall be no rain nor dew these years except at my word. He didn't pray nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He didn't pray nothing. He just spoke. He just decreed. He just decreed. And the Bible said he prayed earnestly because he was bold enough to speak. I tell you, it does high five two or three people around you say, speak it, baby, speak it. Speak it when you don't feel like it. Speak it when you don't want to. Speak it when you're such a... Somebody shout, I'm going to speak it. Verse. Be seated. This is 
The verse, if you look in your Bible, there's a cross-reference there. This verse is the cross-reference to that scripture. So there's no other passage that indicates he did something different. He said to the king, as God lives, it ain't raining until I say it's raining. Because I get what I say, not what I pray. But what I say, according to the scripture, is what I pray. Which means when it left my mouth, it went to heaven, whether I said in Jesus' name or not. So that's what Simeon like, well, I prayed for good stuff, but you said stupid stuff. So you got what you said. I prayed for a breakthrough, but I started doubting and started saying, I don't know how it's going to happen. So you got what you said. Okay. Ain't no, okay. All right. I'll go on and wrap it up since y'all don't want to say nothing to me. And if you'll just stay faithful. Just, y'all want some more? All right. So, so, so let me tell you what your words are and your confession is. It's seed. Genesis 8 and 22, you know what it says. They'll put it up on the screen. I'm not going to go there. <clears throat> it says, as long as the earth remains. Is the earth still here? Yes. Is the earth still here? Yes. Seed, time, and harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, shall not what? Seeds. All right. So in other words, the Bible says, if I want to harvest, I need a seed. So my words then are the seeds that create my future. Do you understand this? And I'm telling you how, man, this principle is, is so, it's, it's just, man, I can tell you situation after situation, thing after thing, where, where I decreed it and declared it and spoke it and saw it and walked in it. Then I can tell you where I decreed and said stuff I shouldn't say it, and then be like, God, dog, ain't this something? Anybody ever had a God, dog, ain't this something? And we're not, just for this thing, oh, Bishop, don't use the Lord's name in vain. Number one, let me learn you well. God is not God's name. God is a title. It's a 6th century Germanic term from the word gudan, which means deity or source. God's name in the Hebrew is Yahweh. In the English, Jehovah. His full name in the Hebrew is Yedhe So awesome of a name, the Jews wouldn't utter the name, so they said, don't take the name in vain. So when they talked to one another about the name, they'd say, the name. <laughs> they didn't say, did you pray to the Lord today? They, they, they knew the Lord was too powerful for them to utter. Because when they said the Lord, heaven was going to shake, earth was going to shake, something was getting ready to go on. So they just say, did you talk to the name? But I just want to just make sure we're on the same page. So when I say God, dog, it ain't G-O-D, dog. It's like G-A-U-D, dog. <laughs> All right, say my words are seeds all right check this out seed lets you use your mind not your behind now that doesn't mean you're not gonna have to do hard work and work hard got it but it does mean that my mouth is going to give me the ability to accomplish things that that perhaps even my labor wouldn't seed always produces a harvest it always produces a harvest seed never sleeps nor slumbers do you understand that seed is working 24 7 which means my words, they're so powerful, I got to use them because they're working for me when I'm asleep. Got that? And now here's the deal. I know somebody think, Bishop, how do I change my confession? See, it's raining. Because I said rain. Yesterday, I'm going to tell, tell you the power of this. Now, I'm going to tell you the power of this. So part of this is because of my apostolic grace, but then there's another thing here. It was this cloud. I was doing some exercising and things on yesterday. It was this cloud. And this cloud was moving my way. And I said, well, I ain't got time for this. Said, I don't have time for you to be raining all this here. You need to make up your mind. What you going to do? I don't know what you, what you, you should have did this earlier. 
See, that's what you need to do when drama hits your life. You better say, you should have did this last year when I didn't know nothing. Now that I know something. And I stretched my hand toward it because it was, looked like it was just going to open the floodgates. I stretched my hand to it. I said, no, go on over there. <laughs> See, y'all. Oh, God can't do that. See, maybe not for you. <laughs> You're right. For you, he can't because you don't believe he can. But for me, I stretched my hand towards the clouds that the, the thunder was uh, 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 flashing and, the, and uh, whatever the song says and the breakers were dashing and all is here. But I stretched my hand and said, go on over there. And it's so incredible because the cloud turned red. See, okay, whatever. So, yeah. Whatever. Don't hate on me because I serve a God that can do the impossible. Don't you look at me with a disdain in your face because you say, no, that was coincidental. There is no Hebrew word for coincidence, so that's impossible. All right. All right. Matthew 12, 34. Let me show you how to change your confession. I got six minutes, and I'm not going over. Matthew 12, 34. Matthew 12, 34. Amen. Matthew 12, 34. Got it? Uh, say, I need to change my confession. All right. So first, the first thing we got to do is, is you need to get, and we started with this in part one of this teaching, so I encourage you to get all the parts or really just get the entire series because I am, I am bringing something back to our remembrance. Uh, but the first thing you got to do is understand who you are. You are what? King? Okay. So stop seeing yourself as just, I ain't nobody, I ain't nothing. I ain't okay. You know what? All that false humility, which is really pride. Got it? Okay. Just, no, you are what? Got it. Okay, that's what the Bible says. You are Revelation 1, 6. He makes us that. Now, all right, so now once I understand who I am, then I'll understand the power in what I say. So Matthew 12, 34, watch it. You brood of vipers, how can uh, you being evil speak good things? Here it is. For out of the abundance of the mind, the mouth what? Speaks. So if you're always negative, that's because that's what's in you. So you know what we need to do? We, I'm going to say something real graphic, but you're going to get it. Touch your neighbor and say, it's Wednesday. it's Wednesday. So he going to say this. Some of y'all need a spiritual enema because you full of some stuff that, that's been building up in you year after year after year after year after year after year. And God says, I'm trying to upgrade your life. And you sitting there at the pot, but ain't nothing coming out because you constipated. But y'all, okay. But, but, but touch your neighbor and say, I declare... Goodness is in me. Faith is in me. Hope is in me. Love is in me. Because it's so hard for some of y'all hearing this tonight because you're full of some stuff. And say amen because y'all, y'all already know your bishop is bound. So don't push me because I'll go. And then tell you what it means in Hebrew. All right. Out of the abundance, out of what overflows speaks. So if you want to change what's in you, change what you're consuming. So when people call you with gossip, no wonder that's all you give. Because you receive it. When you let folks say, but I chat, I don't know, and you receive that, that's what you give out. Show me who you talk to most often. I'll show you why you are the way you are. I got to move. I got four minutes now. Proverbs 4.23. Come on. Shamo. Proverbs 4.23. All right. Got it? Here we go. Verse, keep your heart, mind, we've learned this, with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, keep, uh, one definition uh, says guard. In other words, watch this. 
there are certain things you got to be careful not to let in. Somebody say shields. I like Batman. I like Batman because Batman is a realistic superhero. Okay, that could really happen. No, it really could. All these other ones, no. Superman, no. Green Lantern, really? I mean, come on, let's be realistic, folks. Um, <laughs> what's the Spider-Man? Come on. You ain't going to get them but a red dot. That's all you're going to get. You ain't getting no powers. But Batman, that could really happen. <laughs> I'm being facetious, of course. Here's the point. Uh, and, and Batman uh, 1, Michael Keaton, Batman 1, not, not old school Batman, Batman 1 with Michael Keaton. Got it? Remember how he had that little thing and he, and he said, shields. And then, y'all find the video if you can back there so they can get the Check this out. In other words, what he was doing was is he, he was trying to make sure that his vehicle uh, was protected because there was a bunch of stuff coming at it. So he said, I need my shields because I can't let nobody get into the Batmobile because they're going to know where Wayne Manor is. Y'all are missing the parallel. Some of y'all, the issue you have is that anybody, they, they don't have to qualify for nothing. Anybody and everybody gets access to everything that is you and you never put your shields up and so you let the joker in and now since you let the joker in and y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And Catwoman, she didn't come to do nothing but steal, kill, and destroy. They ain't going to say nothing to me. No, but I need you to get the parallel. So the scripture says, watch this verse. Scripture says, Proverbs 4.23, the scripture says to keep your heart with all diligence. A guarded, this translation says, above all else, for it is the source of life. Out of it flow the issues of life. Does this make sense? Bishop, what, what does this mean practically? Practically, it means I make sure I don't let foolishness enter my mind. So if you're talking to a family member who always wants to talk crazy, stupid stuff, then you just need to say, nah, we ain't doing this today. Well, I mean, I just feel, take you and your feelings down the street. You're too emotional for me, all them feelings. going down the street. How about you handle you some business? All right, here we go. James chapter 3. Come on, James chapter 3. My goodness, I got one minute. So now I got to put make these preaching minutes. So Hebrew for minute means... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. I got I to get this to you because we got to go somewhere else next week. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, and I want you to get there to verse number uh, 3. James chapter 3, and I want you to get there to verse number 3. You got it? Uh, verse, put it up. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Next verse. Look also at ships. Although, so the, all, although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Watch this. Even so, the tongue, say my tongue. So what does our tongue do? It speaks. It's words. So when it says the tongue, it means my words, my confessions, my decrees. It's a little member, but it boasts great things. Your back is larger and stronger than your tongue, but your back doesn't have the power your tongue does. A little member uh, and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Next verse. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Check this out. All right, y'all ready for something? Iniquity is what? Generational sin. It's things that are passed down. Your tongue is full of what the, your bloodline's been speaking for generations. And that's why it feels so hard to change what you say, because everybody around you, since you grew up, has been talking that way. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. So your culture of your tongue has become uh, now conformed to the iniquity of your bloodline. 
So if you look at the way you talk, truth be told, it ain't too different than the way they used to talk. And it, they ain't too different than the way they used to talk. Why? Because your tongue is full of generational sin. Three kinds of sin in the Bible. Sin, miss the mark, transgression, willfully deviate from what you know to be the truth, iniquity, which is generational sin that is passed down. So the scripture says your tongue is not full of sin. You ain't missing the mark, and it's not transgression. You're not willfully deviating. It's full of generational stuff. The tongue is so set among the members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And so it is set on fire by hell. Next verse. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Look at the next verse. But, but no man can ta tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, wait a minute. We got a problem. Because if I can't tame it, then, then why are we sitting here talking about taming it? Because I don't tame it. What I do is I kill the old one and have a new one. I don't negotiate with Adam. I kill him. Watch this. In other words, it's, 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 so touch your neighbor and say, stop saying you're trying. When you're trying, you're attempting to tame, which is why it doesn't work. What I'm doing is just doing it. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm doing it. I'm not trying to negotiate with my tongue. I'm telling my tongue, I'm saying new stuff because my tongue is subject to me. Okay, so how many of y'all, okay, let's be real honest. Okay, let's be, because y'all ready for some honesty? How many of y'all, you, you used to be a violent cusser? Just come on, put them up. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good. Don't, don't, listen, you're at Harvest. You ain't got to sit up here and act all, all this here. That's why folk can't change, because they, they play too much. They forgot what they, the character they got on. All right, now check this out. So what you don't do is say, I'm working on not cussing no more. No, you're trying to tame it. What you do is say, I don't cuss no more. It's quiet in the church. All right? If, if you're real rough with your kids' parents, I mean, some, some parents, I mean, just, God, dog, I mean, just rough with their cheering. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Where'd you go? God, dog, I just woke up. Where'd I and bought that? See, since y'all ain't said amen, I'm from the metal now. Bring my pants up here. Where my pants at? Gonna make me late for work. It ain't their fault. You a bad planner. It's quiet in here. Y'all know we got to be at church. I'm gonna make me late. I'm sick of calling into the line. I'm just gonna make me late. That's you. Change your system. You knew Sunday was coming. If y'all don't say amen, I'm going to say amen. <laughs> All right, here it is. Here it is. Uh, go to Romans 4. Go to Romans 4. So we just change it. We don't try to tame it. We just change it. So, Bishop, what does that mean practically? Don't take the word try out of your vocabulary because try means tame. You ain't trying. You're doing. Say, I'm a doer. Say it again. I'm a doer. Romans 4.17. Here it is. Uh, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who gives, uh, of him who believed God, who gives life to the dead. And you read the next part. Come on and read the next part. So what does my tongue do? It calls things that don't exist. Because remember, Ephesians said, being an imitator of God, it calls things that do not exist as though they did. Let me give you an example. Somebody might say, I'm just working on, I'm just working on getting, getting my finances in order. That, you know what you're doing? Nothing. You know what you're going to be doing next year? Working on getting your finances in order. 
You know what you're going to be doing in 16? Working on getting your finance in order. Instead, watch this. The scripture says, I call something that's not. Which means if your finances right now are this and it's a black table, you don't say, I'm just working on painting that table. No, you're attempting to tame. James just told you, you can't. Instead, I thank God, watch this, for my blue table. Y'all, y'all, y'all not, y'all not. But Bishop, ain't that a lie? No, that's faith. I ain't lying, I'm prophesying. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. I call things that are not as though they were. So I don't state the problem to state the solution. I just state the solution so the problem becomes the solution. When God showed up in Genesis, I got to close right here. When God showed up in Genesis, he didn't say, oh, there's so many problems down here, but let there be light. No, he just said, let there be, and there was. He just confessed the solution, and the solution manifested. Say, it shall manifest. manifest. Say it again, it shall manifest. manifest. Now, I'm out of time on on the CD. I'm out of time, but do y'all want these last two scriptures? Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details.